You guys got your Bibles? Nice. You should get them out. You got them out? You're looking at them? You're reading them? How many of you read your Bible? Don't lie to me. It's church, man. Don't lie. You read it often? Okay. Wow. That was quiet. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. Okay. First, no, second. It's got to be a second. There is no third. Second, Samuel. Pick a chapter, any chapter. Wow, what'd you say? That's close. That's real close. 23, chapter 23. So I got a pretty quick message because we believe that God has a lot in store for tonight. And he's, amen. Well, I don't even have to say anything. You guys just, amen, I receive it. Come on. Yeah. So God's got something good going on tonight. So we're going we're gonna to have a time of response after this, and you're not responding to me, but we're going to respond to what the Word says and to what God's saying to us tonight. You guys receive that? All right, let's get right into it. Second Samuel chapter 23. Benaiah, Second Samuel 23. You guys there? Chapter 23, verse 20. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, that guy. <laughs> It really matters how to pronounce it. So I took time to study it, and it's Joahada. So remember that. Okay. A valiant fighter from Kabzeel. Say Kabzeel. I just wanted to see if he would say it. Performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. I like this crowd. This is nice. All right. We're going to come back to that one. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. That sound like David with a little rock? Same kind of thing. He goes against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. That'll preach. Let's go home. (laughs) I love that. He didn't beat him with the club. He took that spear from him. He just showed him his club and he probably dropped it and ran. But he chased him down and killed him. All right. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. I changed it. It's a little bit different this time. He, too, was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor honor than any of the 30, but he was not included among the three. And David put him in charge of his bodyguard. That's good. Let's pray. Father God, we are so honored to be in your presence, to be before you tonight, God. We thank you that you're here. You're with us, God. You're always with us. You never leave us or forsake us. God, you're here. Thank you so much for being in us, God. And we just ask that you would move mightily tonight, God, that you would use me to speak to your people tonight, that we would all be encouraged by what you have to say, God. Lord, that we wouldn't be held down and and struck back, but God, that we would be courageous men and women of God tonight, Father. Do what you can with us, Lord. In your holy name we pray. Amen. I got a little cold, so if you hear me sniffling, don't judge. I'll try not to sniffle too much, or I might try to sniffle a little bit more. We'll see what happens. So, 
Don't sneeze on him. <laughs> well, you, you're asking for it, man. You want to sit in the front row, you might get a little sneeze on you. This group wants to get sneezed on, that's for sure. Come on, baby. All right, let's move on. So, Benaiah. A lot of us probably haven't even heard of Benaiah. No, our pastor hasn't even heard of him. No, I'm kidding. He's heard of him. Benaiah, he's this mighty warrior, right? He's in David's army, and he's, he's one of the mighty men, David's mighty men. You probably heard of them. But he actually wasn't one of the three mighty men. Says he's as famous as the three, but he wasn't one of them. He was one of the top 30. So he's kind of in the back row a little bit, but this dude is a warrior. He's courageous. He's ready to get after it. The biggest thing that stands out in this, in this scripture to me is crazy. And it's, it's so subtle. It just kind of throws it in there. Let's read this again. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Does that sound weird to you? He went down on a snowy day to go kill a lion in a pit. Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe some of you are super courageous or just crazy and will run out into a pit and try and kill a lion. But this dude was bold. He might have had a spear. He might have had a sword. He might have just had his bare hands. He might have had some brass knuckles. Who knows what he had? But he went down there looking to pick a fight and to kill this lion. Because he was courageous. This man was full of courage. We're going to look at the word courage tonight. I believe that's what God wants to impart in all of us tonight. In me, God is going to move inside of us tonight. And he wants to give us some courage. Amen. Can you receive that? Courage. The quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain without fear. Mm, that's good. That's someone, someone courageous is someone who's willing to go out into a place that may be scary, that may be, that, that may, maybe they're originally afraid of it. I would be afraid of a pit in a snowy day. I don't care what's in that pit. If a little rabbit's in that pit, I'd be scared of that thing. Little teeth ticking out, you know, chasing me around. That'd be scary. Okay, maybe not a rabbit, but still. Man, and he doesn't have a gun. It's not like he goes in there with a grenade launcher and lights it up. He runs in there with probably a spear and is ready for a fight because he's courageous, because he's bold, because he wants to prove to David that he's got his back, that he's not afraid of anything. He's not afraid of this lion sitting in a pit. He's going to go in after it, and he's going to kill it. Because he has courage. Two main things, two main words that, that describe the word courage is boldness and confidence. Boldness and confidence. Now this man, Benaiah, was bold. Boldness means you're willing to take a step forward. You're not sure of what's going to happen, but man, you're bold. You're just going to go at it anyways. You could get pushed away. You could get made fun of. You could get laughed at. But you're bold and you're willing to go out and make a scene. You don't care. Billy is bold. That's a bold man. He is an awesome guy. I love you, Billy. I need to be more like Billy. <laughs> I'm serious. I need to be bold with my faith. 
I need to be bold with who God has made me to be. And then the confidence is our security. Knowing that Jesus has our back. That's where our confidence comes from. That's why we can be courageous is because we're confident that God is in us and through us. And that he's always with us. Right, when we look back at, at Moses, you don't have to turn to this, but Moses is passing on the ministry to Joshua. And as he's passing on this ministry, he tells him this. He says, be strong and courageous. The main thing he says, be strong and be courageous. And then he says, why? Because God is with you and he'll never leave your side. And so from there on out, man, he was bold and courageous he was confident because he had God on his side. And it didn't matter where he was going or how many people he was leading, which he was leading over a million people. That's, that's a lot of people. Think about doubling Alaska in size. It's about like that. Every person in Alaska, double them. What do we have, 600,000 people in Alaska? Is that right? Sweet. Sounds good. It's about that. Right, you double that, and that's a, man. That's a ton of people. I don't think any of us have ever seen a million people at one time. Anybody? No, I don't think I have. Okay, you guys are cool. A couple people have. That's a lot of people. But he was bold and he was courageous because he was confident that God had his side. We're going to look in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse four. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yes, moral of the story, no texting. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves, but our competence comes from God. God makes us competent. God enables us to go through hard times in our life. God enables us to overcome any fear that we have. That's where we find our confidence. So if we're ever going to be courageous, we have to first be confident, not in ourselves. If you're confident in yourself, you're going to fall. I tell you what, that's pride, and you're going to fall. Trust me, I've done it a lot. I've fallen a lot because I was confident in myself and not in God. See, when we're confident in ourselves, it only goes so far until the insecurities start to show. But see, when we're confident in God and, and who he's made us to be and what he did on the cross for us, and that he's living, he's alive, as Gabriel was talking about, and he's inside of us, hallelujah, that's good news. We carry the spirit of God inside of us. Are you excited about that? I'm pretty excited about that. So that's where I get my confidence. That's where we need to get our confidence. And then the second thing is our boldness. We have confidence that God's already overcome all of our fears. And our boldness steps out and says, okay, you know what? That's kind of scary. That pit is all snowy and dark. But I'm going to take a step and I'm going to go forward. That's our boldness. 
You know, courageous or courage is our faith in action. Right? Faith is something that we believe but we cannot see, right? So God, we have faith in God that we cannot see and we can feel him and we know he's with us, but we can't see him. But when we take a step of courage, we don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Right? If you go and you preach the gospel to a bunch of non-believers, you don't know what's going to happen. They might all jump you. They might laugh at you. They might look at you weird. That's okay. Come on. That's okay. Have your confidence in God. See, if your confidence is in man, then you're going to care about that. Oh, but they said I was ugly. Oh, that's okay. Come on. Oh, but they made fun of me. They said that I'm a Bible thumper. Who cares? Have your confidence in Jesus. Don't have your confidence in man because they're going to let you down. But see, when we find confidence in the Lord, nothing can overcome us. Nothing can overcome you. Be bold. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Be as bold as a lion, Ryder. That's a good lion, Ryder. Be as bold as a lion. There's going to be situations that God calls you to walk through that you could either be overcome by fear and say, man, that's a big step. I don't know if I can go lay hands on that person and pray for him. I don't know if I can tell this person that I'm a Christian. I'll just kind of, you know, laugh with their jokes, but I won't say anything else. That's not courage. That's fear. That's being overcome with fear. That's allowing fear inside of you so that you're paralyzed and you can't move. But courage, courage says, you know what? I don't care what they think. I'm going to take a step anyways. I'm going to tell them that I love Jesus. And we'll see what they got to say about that. That's confidence because you're confident that God still loves you even if they make fun of you and they push you away and they tell you you're not good enough. Your confidence is rooted in God. And he's going to keep you pressing forward. But we have to take a step. We have to take a large step. You know, courage isn't going into a place that's familiar. Courage isn't going into a place where you're super secure. Courage isn't just praying for somebody in this church building. Courage is not just lifting your hands in church services or getting on your face in church services or talking about Jesus with your Christian friends. Courage is going and talking about Jesus to a non-believer that hates Jesus or hates you, and you do it anyways because you love them. Not that you're forcing the gospel down them, but that you're loving them and you're building them up, even if they push you away or slap you in the face. That's courage. See, Benaiah, he didn't just lure the lion out of the pit. He didn't lure him out. He didn't take him out and, and bring him onto a comfortable ground. He went into the lion's house. He went in on a snowy day. He didn't wait for the sun to shine before he went in there. He said, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to prove to this lion I'm going to kill him no matter where he is, no matter how he's hiding, no matter how cold it is outside. He probably didn't even have any shoes on. He's probably running in there naked with a spear because he wasn't afraid. 
That's courage. That's the type of courage that I want. I don't want to run around naked. But I want to have courage that it didn't matter what the circumstance is. That I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to take a chance of being made fun of. I'm going to be the first person to yell to rally people up. Because that's courage. You know, you could take a bold step of courage and nobody will follow you. That's hard. That's tough when you do that. You look like a fool. You're running out there by yourself and nobody's following you. Come on, guys. Nobody's there. That's hard. But courage does it again. Courage doesn't get let down. That one thing overcame them, or one person laughed at them, or one person didn't follow them. Courage just keeps on going. This is what we all need to have in our life. We all need courage. Andy Stanley, he says this. He says, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage assumes fear. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid to go into a certain place. You might be terrified. But if God's calling you to do it, you take a step of faith. You assume that fear. You go in there with your spear and you kill that lion. I'm not saying literally go kill a lion. I'm not saying when you see a moose next to your house that you go jump on that thing and try and run it up to the ground. That's crazy. I didn't say that. Don't quote that. I'm saying when there's lions in your life, when there's things that have held you down with fear, when there's things that have been hard for you to overcome before, I'm saying now you take a step. Now you take a step of faith and you say, God, what can you do in me? Every day we should be saying that. God, what opportunity can you use me for today? How can I be used in you today, through you today? And he's going to give you an opportunity. He might tell you to stand on your head in front of a billion people. Do it. Why? I don't know. It might lead somebody to the Lord. It's actually a testimony that that happened. Yes, really. That really happened. Because God told this person to go stand on their head. Are you willing to be made fun of standing on your head in the middle of a bank with people looking at you weird like, what is this person doing? Is that okay? That's okay. Let's change the title of the message to that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Courage continues to press forward. We've got to be a courageous youth ministry. Don't wait for your youth leaders to take a step. Can I say that again? Don't wait for your youth leaders to take a step. Hey, if the Lord has laid a burden on your heart, don't wait for somebody else to go open up that door. Walk through it. If God has called you or gifted you in the gift of healing, don't wait for somebody to say, hey, Justin, you're a healer, start healing. But if you've heard it from the Lord, man, go lay your hands on somebody. If you see a crippled person, you see somebody in a wheelchair, lay your hands on them. Have faith that God's going to heal them. Maybe he won't. Maybe they will ask you to take your hands off of them. 
But are you going to continue to pursue him and have faith that God's going to do something? If you keep pressing forward, God's going to do something mighty in you. But if you hold back and you just wait for somebody else to do something, opportunities are going to pass you. Everyday opportunities are going to pass you. And this is for me. This is a message that the Lord laid on my heart convicting me. I need to take steps forward. I've been waiting for somebody else to take the reins. Say, all right, I'll follow you. No, God's called us to be courageous. Courage doesn't wait for somebody else to do it. Courage says, here you go. I'm going. Let's do it. Right? Andy, Andy Stanley also talks about, he says, courage is the person who walks out the thing that everybody else talks about. You can be in a group talking, man, wouldn't that be awesome if someone just got up on this table and started preaching to the whole school and then someone gets up on that table. That's courage. They start preaching to that school. That's courage. Now, don't be stupid with your courage. Don't go out with a knife trying to kill people because you said, Reed told me that they went into the lion's den. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying there's lions in our life. There's fears that grip us in our life. And we need to be overcomers. And the only reason that we can be overcomers is because Jesus already overcame the world and the sin of the world. And all we have to do is receive that and embrace it and walk forward with boldness. Take a step. Take a step today. Can the worship team come up? I told you this is a quick message. But we're going to respond to this. God wants us to be overcomers. God doesn't want us to shrink back and to wait for somebody else to do it. I have another scripture. I might have deleted it. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Hebrews 10. Let's not shrink back and wait for somebody else to take a stand. Let's do it today in our lives. What in your life has been a fear that's been holding you back? Maybe it's been a relationship. And you're, you're afraid of, of ending this relationship because you really care for this person. But you know that they're bringing you down. Courage says, I still care about this person, but I'm taking a step towards Jesus. That's a hard step, let me tell you. I've been through that. That's a hard step, but you can do it. God has enabled us to all take bold steps because we have confidence in him. If you take a step in the name of Christ and you believe that God's going to bless you, let me tell you something, he's going to do it. He's going to bless your steps. But you've got to continue to press forward. What is the fear that's been holding you back? That's the first question. Is it the fear of man? What people think of you? If they think you're going to be a fool? If they're going to laugh at you when you talk to them about Jesus? When you go to your work or your school? Are you afraid of what men think of you or women think of you? And so you're a totally different person at school than you are at church? Or are you courageous and you take a step of faith every single day and you say, God, use me. God, use me. 
See, we've talked about so many times that we believe that the Lord is going to take this city. He's going to take this city and he's going to change it. But he's going to do it through us. And see, if we don't be bold and go out to where people are at, into their territory, into their schools, into their works, and we don't go out of our way to love them and care for them, we're going to watch opportunities pass by over and over because we weren't willing to take a step. Ask God tonight, how can you use me, God? How can I be more courageous? But see, first you've got to overcome your fear because the opposite of courage is fear. That's what controls us and, and keeps us from taking steps of faith is our fear. Fear of what people think. Fear of rejection. Fear of laughter. Someone's going to laugh at you. Fear of disappointment. Fear of failure. Fear of not adding up. There's so many fears that consume us. What is the fear that's consuming you and not or disenabling you to move courageously? I want you to think about that. What's been holding you back? Maybe it's several fears. Maybe you're afraid of everything. But I encourage you tonight, the second thing after you see what those fears are and just start saying them to yourself and start giving them to the Lord, that you take a step in faith tonight. That you put your faith into action and you say, God, I'm fearful of what men think about me, what people think about me. So I'm going to take a step forward and I'm going to come up front and I'm going to get on my face before you and before everybody else in this con congregation because I love you. Or maybe you've never, never proclaimed Christ publicly. I encourage you tonight, come forward and take this microphone and tell everybody here that you love Jesus. That's a step of faith. That's a practical step of faith. We all need to take steps of faith tonight. Will you all stand with me? What fear has been consuming you? What fear has caused you to, to shrink back? What fear has kept you from pursuing God boldly in front of everybody you encounter? What fear has kept you from telling your friend that you love Jesus and you don't care what they think? What fear has kept you from going and praying over somebody when you know you have the gift of prayer? What fear has kept you when the Lord has burdened you to, to love the homeless people? What fear has consumed you? Take a step out in faith. Take a big old bowl of chili and take it to every homeless person that you see. That's your faith in action. If we all took our faith and put it into action, you would see this city moved upside down. Come on. Do you believe that?
Do you believe that your school can be changed for Jesus? If you believe that, say your school right now. What school do you go to? I didn't hear you. South, service, UAA. What else? Any other place? Hanshu, come on. East. If you believe that God can move in your school, why don't you tell him, why not me, God? Use me, Lord. I'm willing, I'm right here, and I'm taking a step of faith in proclaiming East High right now in the name of Jesus. I'm coming forward, and I'm proclaiming Golden View in the name of Jesus. I'm proclaiming my work in the name of Jesus. Where do you work at? Say it, where do you work at? Abbott Loop, baby. We, we all need Jesus. Where else you work? Bears Tooth. Anybody work at Bears Tooth? Yell at your work. Haggard. Come on, Moose's Tooth. Start believing. Sweet 100, start believing for the people in your work. Start proclaiming it right now. Start coming against the fear that's been holding you back from sharing the gospel with them. Or just loving them. Or not laughing at their stupid jokes when they make fun of people. Or not coming in between them and saying, hey, quit making fun of him. And standing up for people. What fear has consumed you? And what step of faith can you make tonight? Will you pray with me?